0: Now, today's show is a first for Next Level Soul. We have on the show doomsday cult survivor, Michael Hoffman. And Michael was part of a doomsday cult for many, many years where he was literally trapped by its leader, its insane culture. And we get a peek inside what it's like to be inside a fear-based cult it is an inspirational story and it's going to move you to say the least let's dive in i'd like to welcome to the show michael hoffman how you doing michael real good alex thank you very much for having me thank you so much for coming on the show and, and thank you for sharing your remarkable life journey which has been interesting to say the least Uh, And what you've gone through, your spiritual awakenings, the trauma you've dealt with, I think your story can help a lot of people listening uh, today. So my first question is about the time you were in a cult, how that you opened yourself into that. How I've never spoken to anybody who's been in a cult before, so this should be fairly interesting, fairly interesting conversation, at least from my point of view. So, how did you start? How did you get kind of wrapped into this kind of uh situation? Um, that's
1: that's the next question, and the, the precursor of that question is my childhood yeah. coming from a dysfunctional alcoholic family, uh, having been, um. Uh, Abused physically and emotionally, and then having my parents divorce, and then uh, I was basically just sh- shuttled from boarding school to boarding school, and uh, then my mother had to. She we we lived in Mexico, and because um, I was born and raised there, and I uh, felt very abandoned because suddenly she had to leave because her life was in danger because. My father was a violent alcoholic. So that as a precursor left me with lots of childhood trauma. Um, I studied psychology and I guess one of the reasons why I leaned towards that was to find out a little bit more about how to heal myself. But apparently after I graduated from university, I I got attracted to uh, this uh, Very subversive, a hypnotizing group of people who promised you everything in the world. In other words, um, I I was looking for, I was looking for the basic answers to life: what is this all about? Why am I here? What are we doing here? You know, those were the basic ones. But on the other hand, the other piece to that was I need healing, so I gravitated toward these people, and everything was. Based upon ego, you are here for a special reason. you would not come in contact or would have not come in contact with us if the universe didn't want you to be here, or the cosmic beings or the ascended masters. Oh, wow. so uh, in other words, it was a really uh, subtle play into ego, you're special, and then the leader, the quote leader, and I don't identify. Him, him or her, is simply. I won't even give him that, that energy. Simply, the cult leader was saying, "I have the direct connection to the universe. I have a direct connections to to God. Of course, everything that you need to know comes comes through me. And um, of course, give me your money. Give me your money. Come and come and study with us, which I did. I gave up a really good job, Alex. I mean, this. I was making really good money. and this, but this sounds very much
0: of a it's an old playbook. This is not a new playbook.
1: oh, it's it's no, it's really old and
0: is boring, actually. I oh, very, very unimaginative.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's like there's no imagination to whatsoever to this. It's just slam dunk. Thank you, ma'am. Gotcha. And now you're going to work for us, and you're going to uh, you're going to give us your money and um, you're going to help us to spread the news of this we're going to increase our numbers so on and so forth it's just you know the same old thing it's like uh trying to to sell you the world and tell you that you know you're going to erase thousands of years of karma by being with us by the way obviously and at the time i didn't know what karma was right so that had to be explained to me and of course
0: Go ahead. I would, no, th- th- what's really interesting so far of your story is that it's it's tapping into existing belief systems that are not associated, like, you know, karma, ascended masters. These are not mainstream, like not Western mainstream ideas. These are all Eastern ideas, but right. they're manipulating those ideas for their own egoic benefits.
1: That's exactly right. Could not have been said better. And ego is one of the in key ingredients to the sense that uh the leader the cult leader was just it's all about what I can bring to you and the cult leader was interested in money, basically, but it well down to and i I eavesdropped on one of the conversations of the spouse's the spouse of the the leader and The spouse said, "I can't believe this. You are you 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 just exaggerate everything, and then you expect people to come in here and give you all this money, and then you want to go, then you want to go here, and you want to go there, and you want to travel all over the world. I don't think that's right." And I and I was listening to this, and that whole idol uh, came crashing down, and I go, "Oops, there's something wrong." But at the same time. I was having psychological effects because it turned out that it wasn't so positive. It was nefarious. It was evil. Mm-hmm. There was a a programming that took place. And now I understand it as a cognitive behavioral counselor and as a, a EG neurofeedback practitioner, I understood what they did. And they they basically programmed all of us, To uh, go down to the the subconscious level and accept the information and these nefarious messages that were being planted. So basically, what they did, they reprogrammed my mind.
0: By the way, not an easy feat to do. To get into the subconscious and to reprogram someone, it is not easy.
1: Well, it isn't. It isn't. But I'll tell you how they did it. Uh, They had us chant and chant and chant and chant and chant um we did uh we sang we chanted we sang we chanted and then this the leader would come in and then deliver the messages from the big cosmic masters or the ascended masters or or whatever and or the saints i mean it doesn't make a difference who it is i mean and some of these messages we were down we were already at a lower level Our brain waves were down in the alpha, from alpha down to the theta level, which is the hypnagogic hypnagogic region. If you want any access to your subconscious mind, go to theta. That's between 4 and 7 hertz. And as a trained, certified neurofeedback practitioner, I suddenly realized that's how they got in. That's how they were able to program all of these messages, all of these. And they were fear-based. I mean, they were... It came to the point where I started dissociating, if you understand what that means. My my psyche, my brain went into an altered ego, an altered state of consciousness that prevented me from being in touch with reality. It was like living in a dream.
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Now, back to the show.
1: and I, 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 and they had more more control over me after that. But it wasn't just me. it was all the other people around me.
0: so and, reinforcements around you. you're seeing, oh, this must be real. Look at all these other people
1: exactly, exactly. And so that risk reinforced all kinds of uh, states of consciousness uh, just really. Ah uh, bad, bad, bad uh, psychological feelings. Um, and being uh, I don't know why you attract so many Catholics, but you do <laughs> being recovery Catholic I, I I got all those during catechism, and all the all the you're going to go to hell, and if you eat fish on Friday, Bob, but, but you're the devil's. You're going to go to hell, and the devil's going to take and all of this stuff. So I was pre-programmed, and then on top of that, <laughs> you're um, ripe. You were ripe for the picking. Oh, no kidding! I mean, it was just like you can't even believe that. I did. I left out one piece in my childhood that I think it's important to mention. That is, they didn't know what to do with Michael Hoffman. My parents did. My father, my mother had already gone. So they sent me to boarding school after boarding school and not boarding school, mostly in Mexico City or Puebla. And then uh, then a, an extended family member said, oh, I think what we'll do is, you know, there's this American priest here who has an orphanage. So let's send him there. Jesus. So <laughs> I was sent in. Talk about culture shock. I mean, I was sent in to these orphans. I mean, they... They didn't have fathers and mothers. They, they were just kids that were found on the street. And it was, it was that that was horrible in itself. And the only way that I could get out of it was say, oh, I wanna, I wanna be a priest. So I started, I told the 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 priest, I said, I want to go to seminary. Because I was I was gonna do everything that I could to get out of that place. I mean, anything, and that was my way out. And and eventually he said, he doubted whether I had a vocation. I mean, I was only like 12 years old, but they take them young in Mexico. And so they accepted me and I was there, I didn't last long, I lasted maybe a year at the most. And But all of those, that precursor programming was already there as a baseline, and then, I have this cult on top of it, reinforcing it a thousandfold. All of these fear-based beliefs, hell, uh, entity devil. attachment. Sure, sure, sure. Um, there were people who committed suicide. Of course. Yeah. So, it, uh, the the thing the thing is, what is important for me is to really be uh conscious of these fear-based beliefs that we're not challenging in our society today
0: Right.
1: fear-based beliefs don't come from source they come from the reptilian brain Mm -hmm. that's why on the cover of my book the face of the iguana is the iguana with 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 the the butterfly and the, the iguana represents the reptilian brain the reptilian brain is the fight flight freeze element of our, of our brain and it's the amygdala which really means almond in Greek is that part of our brain that sounds the alarms the bells and the whistles when we are about to become lunch or possibly going to become lunch as you have mentioned so many on your, times on your pro- program <laughs> the tiger the corner. tiger, tiger yeah, the corner. <laughs> the, the, and so so that that part of the the brain then is just constantly reinforcing the fight flight response in memory of the parts of the nefarious messages that I received or was programmed into me, not just from the cult, but all the way up from childhood uh, through the seminary, through the Catholic Church, and and the fight flight response, when we have, and science has been able to prove that when we have a memory of a very scary element in our life, and we remember that, that reinforces that memory because noradrenaline, uh, nor- norepinephrine, cortisol is released, and that has a reinforcing effect so people who have PTSD, which I had for 40 years, the PTSD then is reinforced and reinforced and reinforced. And so, what we need to be aware of is when children are subjected to these fear-based beliefs. And we're talking about two, three years old. I mean, how old were you when you went
0: to? Patechism? Oh, well, I started. I started right away. I mean, I the first time I remember being exposed to the concept of hell was first grade. Can you imagine exactly. first grade? I came home terrified. I know. I was I mean, like the I, devil. I don't want to go to hell. I got to be bad. I got to be good. It, it, it's nefarious. <laughs> exactly. Welcome to the club. <laughs> it's you know, nef- so, truly really nefarious. So it was just like you know,
1: your fear-based belief stacked on fear-based belief stacked on fear-based belief, and then you have the perfect cocktail for dissociative disorders, and also you have a perfect cocktail for a wonderful episode of PTSD, which lasted for me intermittently 40 years.
0: One thing I want to kind of go back into what you said, and you kind of mentioned it in regards to Source, but when you said that the, the, the leader came out and spoke for the Ascended Masters, the concept of Ascended Masters is an Eastern Philosophy. It is part of Eastern, you know, either Hindu or yogic philosophy, these kind of things. If anyone's listening, if anyone says things in regards to source, ascended masters being a Jesus, a Buddha, those kind of you know, St. Germain, Yogananda, whoever you want to speak of, none of those messages are fear-based. Not exactly. one is fear-based. If you look into any of the Ascended Master's teachings, they're all based in love, based in the powers and within you. You have to remember who you are. All of the strength is within you. And they're not asking for cash. And they're not asking for you to join and spread my word. They're talking about awaken as many people as they can in the time period that they need to awaken. Could be this life, could be the next one. But you see, is that? Is that uh, absolutely you, okay? You, I wanted to kind uh, of really point that out.
1: Yes, Alex, and I thank you for also clarifying that because the ascended masters, saints, uh anything, any being that comes from source is a a is encapsulated and represents pure unconditional love. Correct. Period. Correct. Period. And if that message and that that vibration is not emitted, then You need to find the the nearest exit, E-X-I-T, and find it and start running for it. And any belief system that gives you a sense of fear or dread or any type of anxiety is one that you need to be aware of and you need to take measures to stay away from. Hmm. So then we go back to, okay, so what about all the, the Bible and the New Testament? and so um i I did a lot of research, and there are a lot of really good re- researchers out there, like Elaine Elaine Pagels,
0: mm-hmm.
1: for example, um that have discovered that the Bible has been tampered with, it has been of edited, course. of course, it has been uh, edited and re-edited. and I don't and i and a lot of metaphysicians will agree with me on this they um they don't believe that Jesus ever came down to establish a church. He came down to teach love, to yeah. love one another. Yeah. And in um past life regressions, for example, from uh Dr. Martin, um Dr. Michael Newton, the this the whole message in the thousands and thousands of past life regressions that he's done, or life between lives and regressions, is The only religion in the afterlife is pure, unconditional love. Correct. That's it. If you want to call that a religion.
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. But it's not a religion. Do you want to hear Go ahead. You, know, you want to hear something funny? Is I was speaking to uh, a grandmaster the other day, as as you do, yeah, um, of course. <laughs> um, who was in a Tibetan monastery for twenty years and a martial arts uh, master as well, and he's evolved to a certain place. And what and I go, what was it that they taught you inside of the monastery? And I'm thinking there's these library of ancient texts that they're digging into, and all of this stuff. And they said that, he goes, when you come into the monastery, that there is, religion is allowed to a certain extent in the monastery. He goes, but if you want to evolve to the next level, you must leave religion behind, which I thought was so powerful of a statement. And I said, what do they teach you? He goes, all they do is teach you techniques so you remember who you are. And once you remember who you are, which is pure unconditional love, source energy, all that knowledge that they talk about floods in because you have access to it now because you've released all the mud that you're carried around. So I just wanted to bring that as a point because of the the concept of religion, like, oh, and don't get me wrong. If anybody's on a path in religion that's not fear-based, it's not hurting anybody, and it's it's the way they connect to God in this life, God, God bless. Go with go with God in in many ways. Um, but at a certain point, maybe this life maybe another one, you'll open up to other ideas right
1: yeah and um I, I think that uh, all the uh, all of the the masters, all of the the great teachers have really come have said the same thing and they're saying love is the basis of everything love is the is the force of the universe. it's the is the essence of the universe. And from a physics point of view, it's all of that energy that is interconnected. It's the interconnected energy of the universe.
0: Quantum entanglement.
1: Quantum, quantum entanglement, call it what you may. And I mean, ph- physics really is, uh, when you marriage physics with these belief systems, You really physics explains how... Source is that connected, that universal energy that connects everything and connects us all. I think uh, you had Nancy Dennison on which mm-hmm. is wonderful wonderful program, and I really love what she said. We are all strands of source. We are strands of that ineffable, beautiful energy that is love and care and and it encompasses everything that in, that we are uh, in contact with, and uh, everything that we're not in contact with. It encompasses things that be that are known and things that are not known. And when you start realizing that this this vehicle, this is just a vehicle, and that we are much larger than spiritually and energetically than this little this vehicle, this vehicle that we've adopted to run around in this dimension once we leave the vehicle we are just our wonderful incredible uh enormous spiritual selves
0: Mm -hmm. so so let me ask you how did you escape this scenario ah. this 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 (laughs) little this little situation you've put yourself into the the houdini effect i call it yes 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 (laughs) yes
1: well I suddenly came up with a plan because when you realize that somebody wants money you talk that you talk that language yeah and they listen right so um one morning I woke up and I I said I gotta get out of here I just I can't I can't be here anymore so I came up with this plan to my grandmother um she's very rich I now I came up with this and I said to, to the, the, the one of the lieutenants, I said, you know, my grandma's getting really kind of old, and she wants to have her estate of millions of dollars distributed. And but I have to go to Mexico, and I have to uh, be there uh, for this. And they said, oh really? I said, oh yeah, and I th- I think this would be wonderful for the organization because. You know, I'm coming back with millions and millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, 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 you need to go. You need to go right away. I mean, you can't wait any longer. When are you gonna leave? And it was just like, really? Oh, now you're now you're really showing who you are. And I mean, that just cemented it for me. It just, I said, oh yeah, I'm onto you. I'm onto you big big time so i said okay well i'm I'm preparing myself to go and um we'll see you later and um that was how i got away but there were there was a lot of drama in between that almost i almost got caught and they would have held me back they would have uh, prevented me they would have locked me up they would not have
0: let me leave where, where was this base by the way was this based in the u.s california of course california that's where i'm from of <laughs> course california well, the best we're... the best the best and the worst as you will there's <laughs> much know, in- right? there's enlightenment in there but there's a slight <laughs> bit of ego in california uh, just just um, a tad uh, just especially a tad. where i come from hollywood uh, exactly <laughs> exactly yeah you- if anybody would know, it'd be you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so then let me. So, all right. So, you, you, did you finally get out? What happens? What happens next? Then they tried to hunt
1: me down. I, I left for Cuernavaca, um, which is where I grew up. And um, they, they, they looked for me. They contacted me. They say, okay, when are you going to come back? When are you going to bring, you know, your, the money and all that? That's all they were interested in. Of course. Not how you're doing. How's it going down there? We care about what you would, you know, about you and what, and your health and all that. We don't care about that. We just want you to come back with the money. And uh, basically, I just told them, you know, things are really complicated. So I'm not going to be back. Come get me if you want to. And they never did. did.
0: And did they, what kind of threats did they give you?
1: Like a, a spiritual, uh, spiritual threat. Although the spiritual threats were the worst, um, you are going to go through what's called the second death. Oh. In other words, your spirit will be dissolved. Wow. And it will be no longer. And you, in other words, you will be denied the ascension. Obviously. Quote unquote, and you'll go through the second death. Hitler went through the second death. You're going to go through the second death if you don't obey all of the masters and cosmic beings that have put you here and that have told you that you needed to be here. So, you know, it's guilt, fear. It's all those
0: subtle, nuanced uh, messages. Yeah, but I have to say, though, that uh, Hitler and Michael Hoffman, you know, it's just generally... (laughs) doesn't seem like a balanced argument uh i think it's more of a desperate argument at that point in the game. <laughs> yeah it was pretty, i was pretty desperate it was really
1: desperate as a matter of fact yeah it was just like oh really are you serious so i just um i i didn't have anybody to deprogram me yeah you're out in the world like this I, I was out there and i was still going through i had horrible. Uh, panic attacks. I had. My uh, hey, poor thing. I had. Uh, I mean, serious anxiety attacks to the point where I, I would almost pass out, and then I would try to regain some sort of identification with myself. As I, I got my old uh, high school uh, yearbook out, and I was looking at all the times that I was really happy, and I was wondering why I was not happy now. Well, guess what? Your your brain just got programmed. And slowly and surely, I started to get into a sense of re-identifying myself and my true self, my previous self, and be able to emerge out of that uh, whole um. Uh, misidentification is what I like to call it. And that that best describes it was a form of dissociation. In other words, um, I sometimes didn't know who I was.
0: I lost identity, my own personal identity. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Moving
1: fast forward uh, in the past uh, fifteen years, I had a transforming spiritual experience. In the meantime i'm I'm doing all of my work. i'm going I, I'm working. I'm doing consulting throughout Latin America and europe. Uh, i'm I worked in alcohol and drug abuse, uh, substance prevention and treatment. and um I just submerged myself in my work, and I was able to gain a sense of of sanity and Groundedness uh, when I did that, but I still wanted the answers. The answers weren't there; that were not answered when I joined the cult. I need to right. have those answered. By the way, is that cult still all around? Um, it's not. It's there are, there. are remnants of it. Very
0: yeah. It, it, it's, not, it's, it, it's not. What, it's not what it used to be.
1: Right. It's the leaders. The leaders dead and there's just a few followers from what I understand got it
0: got it. okay just
1: curious yeah yeah exactly um thank God for that but um in 2009 I was I was asleep I was waking up one morning and it was that you know that dream state that you're in that you're kind of waking up but you're not waking up you know what I mean it's that theta four to seven Hertz and all of a sudden, um, I had this incredible feeling of of love, and I had this feeling, this like uh, vibrational feelings of of peace, of an incredible peace. And suddenly, I said, "Oh, I'm not dreaming here. There's something going on here." What? And I l- looked up, and here is this being, this luminous. Being there, standing before me, with and his eyes were a violet blue. It was almost indescribable The colors I I can't describe it other than saying it was like a violet, violet, bluish. His colors were hypnotizing, and this incredible sense of unconditional love came over me, and I was so at peace that I then I. Thought to myself, "There's so what's going on?" And the first thought that came to me: Now I know what the saying is, "Peace that passes all understanding." I'm experiencing the peace that passes all understanding. You don't really have an understanding of peace until you have that feeling of that being in in that force field of energy. And the 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 this being um said michael i you are at the beginning of your new life and and the scene appeared in my work and this was work i was working with high risk offenders at the time and he said to me your life will change after this the past will be gone you will no longer have to deal with the, with the past you will have you will have an issue with your health but that will not impede your progress and this is the new beginning for you. Then he said, look behind you, or look to your right, rather. I look to my right, and this was in the hallways of, of my, my work. Nobody was around. It was just us. He said, go to that man, and this man emerged from this, disappeared, and he was a middle-aged man. He said, go to him and take his hands. And I thought to myself, well, why am I, I going to do that? I, I can take my hands. He said, take his hands. I grabbed his hands, and I could smell alcohol coming off of his breath. He said, heal him, help him to heal, and heal all those you come in contact with. And it, and from that point onward, a whole new program Uh, that I participated in completely changed the whole concept of of recovery, of dealing with uh, cognitive problems that these offenders had, uh, tremendous issues that had uh, catapulted them into criminal behavior. I mean, I was involved now in a program that I felt completely guided by. I was completely guided by this program to the point where I was able then to uh, have uh, some very viable results that helped so many people. And to this day, I get letters from my uh, probationers who said, I don't know what happened in that class. I don't know what you did, but I feel completely changed. I feel completely uh, transformed. And I'm not involved in criminal activities anymore. And I knew at that point that when I was involved in my cognitive behavioral work with these high risk offenders, I knew I was being guided. I knew that that was the effect of that new life, that new energy that had come in to to work with me. And uh, as a result of that, then I started to be um, I started to in search, and I was guided to book after book after book after publication. That it gradually got me into the answers to the original questions that I had when I went into the cult, and that first, the first major works that completely collapsed. Forty years of PTSD was Dr. Michael Newton's Journey of Souls, and and his other books, and it completely collapsed. All the PTSD, everything, everything that I was taught by that cult, completely collapsed. I was completely free. And then I then I thought, wow. I, 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 then I I started to do some more research and more research. I went to several mediums, and uh, I was I was told that you know. You need to write a book, and you need to get this information out. And um, and these were evidential mediums. They were evidential mediums. And that's how the face of the Iwana came into being. And I tried to summarize all of my experiences there. But, you know, it's not gloom and doom in that book. It really, I have a lot of funny stories in there. I mean, lots of funny stories. Because one of the other pieces to spirituality is, and I think it's overlooked a lot, is that, and it's a a very important part of spirituality, and that is the joy that comes from laughter is one of the highest vibrational frequencies that you can be involved with. The afterlife is full of laughter, full of joy and engulf yourself in that. And so I said, you know, I have I have so many funny stories and that helped me as a matter of fact recover from my PTSD from that whole process. You know, stories about my grandmother. And I mean she was funny. She was just the funniest person. I mean she was just incredible. So I I relate stories of my grandmother, I relate other stories, and I I believe that if we laugh a little bit more and we really enjoy our laughter and we express that joy in our laughter, that's, that just completely sends you into a whole different vibrational uh, field that raises your vibrations. And when you raise your vibrations, you, you're in charge of yourself. You're in charge of being in charge of reaching your higher self. I had a past life regression uh, or life between life regressions from uh, a very wonderful Michael Newton hypnotherapist, her name is Tiana, Tiana Roser. And I what I experienced in that life between life it was four hours long, it was a long, long session, but it took that long to get me down to that, that four to seven hertz deep uh, into almost um, 4.5 hertz, which is really low, almost on delta, and that's the hypnagogic section of our our brain. What I experienced was the following: I wasn't shown all of the uh, my 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 group friends or my life uh, my
0: my soul group. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
1: I was not shown all these wonderful um, events and, and spiritual beings that are common and that Michael Newton describes. I just saw my guide. And he said to me, you are going to experience something that's going to be very important. And I had made a, a request, and I told De- Tiana this before. I says, I don't want to see the cult leader. I'm not interested particularly in seeing my dad at this point, maybe later. And um, I just want it to be a healing session. And she says, Okay. And so my guide said, You're here for you requested it to be here. So what what we're gonna do is we're gonna, I'm gonna take you through. Uh, an experience that will help you heal. And there was like a barrier over here to the left. and all of a sudden, she said, This is what pay attention to what's going to happen now. And I felt like arrows coming out of my etheric body, just arrows coming out and and just leaving my etheric body. and then i he telepathed your cult leader, you didn't want to see who that could be cult leader, and so we kept that from you, but we didn't keep the healing that you needed to have. And that that cult leader is also asking you to forgive and to let go. I said, wow. And that was just incredible. And then I saw a whole group of people, but I couldn't see their faces, and they were all saying hi, and I, I said, I imagine that was my soul group. I don't know. But then he took me to the uh, a glass enclosure where there was energy there. It was like, you know, like in Star Wars, you see this energy and yeah, you see it's, it's all like uh, convoluted and but if it's bright, he says, this is the rest of your soul energy. And Michael Newton in the thousands of of regressions that he's done in life and life between lives, he says, we don't bring all of our spiritual energy into incarnation. Is if we brought all our soul energy in, it would our, this body would not be able to support it. It would be, it would just blow us up, basically. So, but we're going to merge right now with with your soul energy. So I'm we merged, and when we when I merged into this this energy. My guide was on the left. He grabbed my hand, and we started growing like giants. And we grew and grew and grew and grew, and all of a sudden, in the meantime, i was going. I can't believe all this is happening. I mean, it's just like, uh, uh, you know. And I told, I believe I told Diana. I said, I can't believe this is happening. She says, "It's go with it. Just keep going with it." And we finally got to the point where. We were at the maximum height of our uh, enormity, if you will, our spiritual enormity. He says, this is how you connect with your higher self. You, You, in meditation, see yourself and practice yourself tapping into the enormous spiritual energy that you are now. And when you do that, you tap into your higher self. And you can do this at any time that you want to do it. And my whole life changed after that. It was it was such a healing experience. And I know a lot of people may not understand all the nuances of this. That's why I, I really recommend reading Dr. Michael Newton's books. And there's some other books, too. They're good. But I practice this not only in my meditation, because i meditation- my, my meditation is the only thing that kept me sane when I left the cult.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I know you talk, Alex, a lot about meditation. Mm-hmm. And that is is the only thing that kept me sane. That was the only spiritual grasp that I retained after leaving. And so when I practice my meditation today, it's a completely different experience. Because I'm able to practice, put into practice those. Those ex, those exercises those and and reach up to the highest level that I can. When you raise your vibrational level, your guides or can also then communicate with you better because we're we're such a lower vibration. They hmm. have to lower their vibration and then we have to lower our or raise ours in order for us to meet somewhere in the middle. It's the two dots between the eleven and eleven or the one and eleven.
0: I I always look at it like there's a big thick layer of mud between us and our ascended master or our spirit guides, and you gotta kind of dig through it with like raise your hand to the point where you can stick a finger out on the other side, and then they can come down and touch you, but they can't go into the mud. Like why would you if you're at a if you're clean, you took a shower. Like, why am I <laughs> gonna go down there? Like, it, it, it's. I can't pass that point. You've got to come up to us. We can't meet you where you're at because it doesn't benefit you at that point. Exactly. And you can't even comprehend it. Someone who's that low vibration, someone like your send your your spirit guide shows up. They're gonna lose. It. They they can't comp. They can't process it. The the the, the vibration of that. Of that body is not at a place where you can process it as opposed to like a a, a, a walking master that we have today like exactly. a yogi or someone like that who you just want to be in their presence because of their vibration and their uh aura for lack of a better word
1: exactly and I, yeah and it was exactly the same feeling that i had when i had that transformative spiritual experience with that being that i saw i mean it was it completely caught me off guard But that same vibrational frequency is the one that I experienced in my life between life uh, session, right? And, and I, and that took four hours to get to that level. So (laughs) um, I, I was was just amazed at what the human mind can do. Oh, I'm amazed what if when we work with our subconscious mind, and we deprogram our subconscious of all those fear-based beliefs, which is really my mission in life, uh, is to educate and to inform as many people as possible. Um, then our lives completely change.
0: Absolutely. And, and I love the work that you're doing because you, you really focus on the fear-based belief system, which is something that you are very you know, uh, you know, associated, uh, understand and have been associated with throughout your life. I have to ask you this question though. And people ask me this question about the trauma, traumatic, which is nothing compared to what you went through. Um, but I was in a, in a, a year of insanity uh, with a mobster. Would you change anything if you could go back? Absolutely not. That's the answer Absolutely I was expecting. Not. That's the exit, oh. because it's who you are. It's who we are. Like
1: I had to go through everything that I went through. And then when I found out about life planning, I go, <laughs> what were you thinking?
0: Really? really? We can't, we can't, me too. We can't, we can't,
1: we can't understand I mean, it piled, at this point. I know, is you piled all this crap on the plate? Really? What were you thinking? I must have been high. <laughs>
0: After you get high on the other side I guess so I guess you're good <laughs> you're high on the universal love on the other side that's what I it know. was I know right but you
1: know everything had to happen, Alex, everything in order for me to get here now i'm seventy four years old and I, I had to go through all of those phases in order to be where I'm at and to know what I know at this point I know I don't know everything obviously but there's i've changed i've completely become transformed and and i am in a position to help others hopefully do and i have uh get rid of some really nasty programming that they went through
0: as they say the blade gets stronger the hotter and the more pounding it takes that's right that's exactly right and that's life and if you have an easy go of it that blade is going to break the second something comes towards you exactly but but it isn't it's not it's not fun to go no. through this it's not it's I, not a fun it's not a fun thing but it is no. a necessary part of growth and i always associate it with the gym you, you you know this life is going to the gym we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor And now back to the show. And you got to pick up heavier, heavier weights. If you want to grow the muscles to get stronger and stronger, you need resistance. You need challenge to do it. Some can just do a little cardio and they'll be fine. Others, others need to tear a a bicep or two. Right. Exactly. While they're working out. I know, right? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, but um, it's all worth it. In the long run it's all worth it no and you know what alex we are we always have assistance from the other side
0: always always
1: Always. and it works better when you ask for the assistance too
0: you know what's so funny is that again because i get to talk to so many wonderful souls like yourself on this show i keep seeing the patterns i keep hearing the patterns from different people from around the world who know nothing of each other and that last statement you said has been said to me a good 20 or 30 times in these conversations i've had because it's like you need to ask for help from your guides you need to ask help from your your ancestors or your angels or or whoever you believe is on the other side helping you you have to ask for the assistance because if you don't ask for it, they are not going to impede on your free will.
1: Exactly, our free will is sacred, and they can't impede on our free
0: will. They cannot. Now so we do
1: you... have a contract with our 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 guides, and we've agreed, in our, our angels. But if you want anything specifically done, you have to ask them. My sister passed. My younger sister passed away two two, two years ago. I'm sorry. And I said, you know, spirit is practical. This is what I'm going to do. Um, I asked asked my angels, I said, angels, uh, if y'all aren't proud of that, help me out with this. I want you to send Patty, my sister, 50 yellow roses. And write on the note, "Uh, I love you, hermanita, and, and welcome to your new life. And then I went to a medium about, that was about a year after that happened, and the medium says, What's the your sister? She's passed us on spirit side. And I said, Yes. What's this about? 50 flowers. And I go, Oh. I said, Oh, she said, oh, she's saying, she said, she knew it was you. She knew. I mean, and this medium doesn't know me from Adam. I mean, and I, I it was just like, wow, I got confirmation that she got those flowers. Spirit is very practical. And we have to understand, we can ask them to help us carry our groceries and if they're too heavy, especially at this stage in the game, right? And so, <laughs> and and we can do, we can ask them to help us with our driving that we, we if we're in a tough situation, we can ask them to uh, assist us in any way that we need to be assisted with. and when we know that we are being assisted that can reinforces that and then we become closer with spirit and closer with the other side
0: the the analogy i always love using is this video game analogy where the player sitting and watching it on a screen is soul and the player is the avatar which is our bodies in the game and we take it very seriously in the game but they're yeah. guiding us. when you ask you like, man, can you help me with this?" Then you start moving the player, nudging it over towards the area where they might find the level up they're looking for, or the knowledge they're looking for, the experience they're looking for to kind of get them to where they want to be. And a lot of times that nudging goes into a cave where there's a monster that you've got to fight, and you have to bit and beat, and that is part of your obstacle because after you beat them, you get something called experience points, and you level up. So now, the next time a monster like that shows up, you could just whack them and they're done because you're that much stronger. Right. These, you know, these little analogies of 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 what we're going through down here. Um, but it's it, it, your story is um, is heartbreaking and beautiful at the same time, uh, William. It Thank really you, is. Alice. Thank it, you. It, it really is, and I do appreciate what you're doing in the world, trying to. Turn your pain and your suffering into and trauma into into something very positive for the world around you through your book, through the work that you've been doing um and you also th- for my research you also did afterlife research as well, right
1: uh yeah, I'm going on ten years now uh, uh, what, what is research.
0: that so yeah wh- tell me a little bit about your afterlife research i'm curious'm f- I'm curious about that
1: uh, I've read i would say at least. 50, 60, 70 books um, And when I left the cult or when I started this, I said, I'm not going to go into any type of belief system that's not evidential and that does not have a database and that is verifiable. So the research that I've concentrated on is that which is data, which is evidence-based. And that also involved, for example, the University of Arizona, University of Virginia. They're doing a lot of work in this area. Um,
0: there is—I don't know if you ever heard of the Soul Phone. The Soul Phone, I have phone. not, sir. Oh no! Can you, I get you, that on my? Can I get that on T-Mobile? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you will have to wait a little longer for that one. <laughs> you, you'll have to wait a long time for that one. Sure. There is uh, a lady in Brazil who has been working with uh, computers. And this has been evolving over decades. And they are now able to establish communication with souls on the other side and get images. And I um, have heard about this. Yeah. Donia Rinaldi is is her name. Uh Uh-huh. And it is absolutely amazing. she did an experiment with 15 parents who lost their children and she then uh, communicated with them with her, her computer and in a large conference they had the 15 parents there and as they called the name of each one of those parents they projected the computerized image of that child compared to a real image in real life, and it was just amazing.
0: Just, I mean, and it's the technology she's using—like, is it a Hertz thing? It's a—it's obviously a frequency thing.
1: It's um, uh, apparently uh, Nikola Tesla is involved. Oh, his his, his research. Involved.
0: Yeah, his research. R-
1: yeah. No, from the other side. Oh,
0: obviously, that makes well,
1: sense. I mean, I, I know that sounds out of this world, but I mean, why not? I mean, it's frequency, it's energy.
0: Well, isn't it it's now that they have machines that I've heard about this, that they can plug into your brain and actually see the dreams that you're dreaming? Like the, there's a visual representation, a rough visual representation because yeah. they are able to read the images that are being created in your mind. Um, yes. that's older. T- I mean, that's been around for a little bit, and they're trying to. It, it's, it's all crazy. It's all nuts.
1: <laughs> I know. I <laughs> know it is. No, it really is. I mean, it's but it's wonderful. I mean, we're, we're we need all this information because of the, the the shift that's coming. It's
0: happening. The shift is happening. It, it's
1: happening. Yeah, I mean, it's happening now, and the consciousness of Earth is so different now compared to even in the fifties. Ten years ago, or what are ten you years, about? ago. Ten yeah, years yeah ago. right. I mean, yeah,
0: fifties. That's a whole other conversation. Oh, I, mean, I know, I know that is. <laughs> it's, it's a whole yeah. other. I mean, even right. from my generation, which was seventies, eighties, uh, there was no convert. I was raised. Yeah, I mean, I'm. If you watch my show, you know I'm Latino. So I come, yeah. I come from a you know a a rich Latin Caribbean based belief system where they spoke about there's the grandma or the aunt. Right. That right. spoke, or if you need a a a, a session, you could go with them, or, or you need una limpieza, uh, you, know, yeah. a, you know, which means a cleaning of, yeah. of dark energy around. I've, I've, I I kind of grew up with that, but it was very backdoor conversations. It would have never been spoken about in public, let alone right. in a public forum like this. Where now it's not only acceptable to talk about this, and becoming more acceptable on a daily basis, people are searching. For this information, yeah. people want yeah. to learn this information. It's not the backdoor mystic shops anymore. It, no. it, it, it it's it's going more and more mainstream. Yeah, it's yeah. it's we're into full disclosure. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. That's yeah, funny. it's it's getting to that yeah. point where where Netflix has near death experience shows. You know, right. Yes, exactly. uh, you know, and, and talking about channeling and talking about psychic phenomenon and all these things that were like you're crazy. And now quantum physics and spirituality are starting to, to start to marry a little bit more. And there's quantum physicists who are talking about spirituality in their in their in their work. And it's it's a, it's an interesting time to be alive, my friend.
1: That's definitely. Absolutely, Alex. You said it. You said it.
0: So let me ask you a few questions. So let me ask you a few questions to ask all my guests, Michael. Um, What is your definition of living a good life?
1: Is helping people to overcome their fears and to help them understand uh, a greater
0: reality. What is your definition of God? All that is pure unconditional love. And what is the ultimate purpose of life? To grow, to
1: learn, and to Ascend into a higher level and return,
0: eventually to source. And where can people find out more about you, your book, and the work that you're doing, sir?
1: Well, uh, it's available on the face of the one is available on Amazon, and uh, you can people can reach me through. We have a really good group on Facebook, uh, Freedom for Fear Based Beliefs, and I enjoy uh, working with all the our members. And uh, I would invite people to contact us through that. Um, also, um, I'm on the board of the Santa Fe Institute uh, for Mediumship and Spiritual Studies. And, um, uh, yeah, I can be contacted uh, through there as well. Even though I live here in Austin, um, I, I do a lot of work with, I go to
0: Santa Fe a lot. So, anyway. And, and do you have any final words for our audience?
1: Yeah. Um There's something I, this, this is a very powerful meme that I want to read and to reflect. I think people, I invite people to reflect on this. An old Eskimo chief is talking to a priest and he says, if I didn't know about God and sin, would I go to hell? And the priest says, no, not if you did not know. And the Eskimo says, then why in the hell did you tell me? <laughs> That's great. And this is what we're talking about. It's just like, it's, I mean, how many times have I heard that? Why are they telling me this stuff? I mean, I'm you know, it's it's those, those fear-based beliefs that need to be eradicated. They need to be exposed and people need to exercise their independent risking strength and say, I'm going to do my own thinking and not let other people do my thinking for
0: me. And I think that is the awakening that is happening right now. More and more people are starting to wake up. More and more people are starting to look inside for the answers to elevate their own vibration, to elevate their own evolution without a medium a middleman or middle woman um and these kind of fear-based ideas that 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 have been around for thousands of years and i guess had their place in the evolution of what we were doing but we're now at another stage of the evolution we are you know it's like at a certain point the horse and buggy had to go absolutely at a yeah. certain point, the horse and buggy yeah. had to go. So, absolutely, we're at another place, my friend. Yes. Thank you again for not only being on the show, but for the work you're doing in the world, and, thank and you. your and your bravery for for telling your story and 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 sharing your raw um, everything that you've gone through, my friend. So, I appreciate you. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Alex. I
1: appreciate you as well.
0: I want to thank Michael so much for sharing his story with us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, just head over to the show notes.